Hi, welcome back to Talk Talk. I'm your host, Emily Osan, and I'm here today with Naomi Shavans and design and literacy teacher. And we're going to be talking about prompt 15, which is what constraints are there on the pursuit of knowledge? What was it that interested you about this prompt? Because you've, you've picked this prompt. Where, what, what drew you to it? I think it was more like exploring limitations of knowledge, especially in today's world where you can access pretty much everything if you have well then again if you have access to the internet and if you have access to a library you do have the ability to find knowledge wherever you look for it um also in the way that social media is being shaped now um you have access to people who perhaps about 10 years ago 15 years ago you did not have any access to apart from watching them on tv or on some other screen so i think that having a conversation about what are the limitations and the constraints in gaining knowledge is interesting mm. and also then leads into what would it mean if we didn't have those things in mm. place? What would that mean for society, for communities and for people and yeah. individuals? Yeah. Yeah. And those are big kind of if we didn't have that, those kinds of repercussions are quite big and mm. they do happen and there's certainly sort of one of the ways that the playing field is not level yeah in terms of pursuing new knowledge yeah um so one thing i i think let's back up a little bit we talk about what we mean by constraints i think it really is just anything that limits or puts a you know a barrier Mm -hmm. to um it could be i guess perhaps like you mentioned access i think that's a huge one like Mm -hmm. That's one of the um, things that enable us to pursue knowledge is having access, and that can take a lot of different shapes. Um, and maybe we can talk more about that because yeah. I think that's a really big one. But I think also things like, oh, you mentioned the internet, and which is a tool. Mm-hmm. So not just access, but also the tools. Perhaps I'm not just right. So just yeah. jot that down as like a um, another possible a constraint. Um, like if you don't have. A microscope, for example, you cannot see mm-hmm. a bacteria. Mm-hmm. You would not know. That would constrain what we could know mm-hmm. if we didn't have those particular tools. Yeah, and then that um, would link to the way in which, if you were going to get political, mm-hmm. the way in that schools are funded. So, what to- tools are given to different schools, yeah. and then that limits their 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 knowledge and and the tools that they are given are either subpar or they're outdated so then what does that mean going forward Mm. does the whole community then have a constraint or is it just for that time period what are those repercussions yeah yeah i like that Mm. it's kind of like makes me think about like the tools and that we have at our at our service right now Mm -hmm. as kind of the scope of that 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 define the scope of what we can pursue what we can mm-hmm. find out and like you mentioned schools the you know if you have a school that doesn't have internet for example as a tool mm-hmm. that really limits the scope of what they what those students and teachers can do yeah and therefore what they can know yeah um for that, sure. that kind of constraint so access and tools um i think as we're talking about like it maybe all does come down to access in a sense mm-hmm. um i was also thinking about like language yeah. Um, and like the, the language of the internet being English mostly. Yeah. Um, or m- perhaps Mandarin. Um, perhaps there's other a- languages that are used on the internet, mm-hmm. but the, the main uh, language being English. And that as an access point and yeah. as a constraint. So if you can't even access like what it says, or what, what, it, what, it doesn't even matter how yeah. great your internet 
you know, broadband or whatever. Because you can't read it. So it is probably, uh, now that we said that, I'm thinking about that. Yeah, everything is accessibility. Yeah, it kind of does. If you can't access, if you can't read, then there's a whole section of knowledge that's like, no, you yeah. don't have any of that. If you haven't got the ability to see, then there's a whole yeah. knowledge aspect that's disappearing to you. Same with caring. Mm. That's so true. Lot, that and that, But that makes me think off. about like... Um, People who like you, you brought up. If you if you are um, unable to use vision as mm-hmm. a means of a, of pursuing knowledge, it's I think on one hand a constraint, mm-hmm. but on another, people tend to develop um, new or different ways, which perhaps someone who is a sighted person would not mm. not consider. Mm-hmm. And so perhaps maybe it's a constraint in one way, but access to access one. to another realm. Yeah. And maybe that's true for like tools and internet and all the other bits that, you know, schools that don't have internet. Yeah. What do they have that maybe we're missing because we are true. so dependent on Google? I think that comes, that reminds me of one of the things that I, when I first became an international teacher, I had to think about for myself. Like every student had, just like in this school, every student has access to a laptop. They have an, a laptop given to them. Um, they are provided with a, a device that is just theirs and yeah. they can carry around with them. They keep during lunch and break time. The school in the UK where I started my career, they did not have that ability mm-hmm. to have that. We had four or five rooms that had computers in, so they didn't always have access to that knowledge because it was limited by whether they were connected to the internet or to a computer in order to explore it Mm. and so that meant there was a limit on their time so then that's again another constraint right yeah time time if you only have a set amount of time in order to Mm. gain knowledge for something then Mm. that's going to limit what you look up especially with google's going to push whatever they push to the front Mm. and then you're never going to get into a deeper understanding or even have the time to explore like oh you know like when you go on a deep dive for youtube yeah you don't have that time because like oh i need to do this very quickly yeah whereas we're lucky enough to be in a place where students can do that and also use their own time at lunch and recess Mm -hmm. to continue to do that research that interests them yeah so then in that way their knowledge becomes deeper to them because they've followed a passionate part of it yeah regardless of whether it's been set by a teacher or not yeah yeah it gets me really excited thinking about like actually Going back just a, a step, you were talking about your school prior to here mm-hmm. and not having that sort of access. It made me think back to like COVID, um, mm-hmm. online teaching. And for us at this school, that looked like kids had their laptops at home. We Oof. did Google Meets. Yeah. Um, you know, we just had, we continued on. Yeah. And in fact, it, it's we're in Hong Kong. It didn't even, we didn't even end school. We just kept going. Yeah. It was really hard Mm. Um, and there were some kids who really struggled with that because you know their own personal ability Mm. to stay on task Mm -hmm. wasn't developed enough to Mm -hmm. allow them to access so again it was like sort of limitations or constraints based on who they are Mm -hmm. and their personal development but also um sometimes it wasn't even that sometimes it was because they had gone to mainland china and they couldn't access Google from mainland China. Yeah. And so all the teaching resources that we were sharing with them, that was a huge constraint. Yeah. The ability to open a file yeah. was constraining what how they could pursue and, and learn. Yeah. Um, and it's where they, we're talking about, I guess, tools that are so tangible, right? Like uh, we can identify them. But then I'm, now I'm thinking about how 
socially that can be a constraint as well mm. like so depending on how you learn or what drives you and motivates you if you don't have that social aspect like yeah. with covid right you didn't have your friends like or you didn't have those people that kind of pushed you to do yeah. more that is another constraint on your knowledge because it's it's like i don't have the input that i need in order to get to this point yeah so imagine that on a wider scale like a community right you have a community that's able to do or have knowledge of a set of things mm-hmm. if i don't have access to that community so say let's just do art and design if i don't have access to some of arts knowledge and tools mm-hmm. then i don't have that knowledge and that's just going to stay where it yeah. is and in order for us to make some connections that we do make in school we yeah. need to have access to all of our departments which is why having that social capability is so important yeah I think, like, going back a little bit, I was saying something about how perhaps someone who doesn't have access, they develop another way, mm. right? And I think there's a truth to that and there's a benefit to that. And maybe there's some things that we overlook because we are so richly um, resourced at the, at our, at, in our current context. Mm-hmm. Um, but I also was thinking about it, like, in terms of, like, a buffet, you know? Like, if it was food. If yeah. knowledge was food. Okay. And it was all out. Maybe it's because it's getting close to lunchtime. Yeah. I'm thinking about food. <laughs> it's just, like, all my life it's centered around food, food perhaps. <laughs> but let's say all the knowledge was food, and it was out, and it was, like, a Greek, you know, like, Greek god, like, buffet. Like, right. it's just, like, the overflowing with food. Yeah. Um, it doesn't mean I have to go. It doesn't, like, I guess, if I go and I look at the table and I'm like, what do I want to eat? I maybe have a little bit of struggle to determine like where do I place my energies maybe I just go right for the cakes and I miss all this other stuff right I would would probably do that but the the opposite side of that like kind of extended food metaphor (laughs) would be like a a famine so having at least in in the case where I've got this feast Mm. I can make choices even if I make poor choices yeah the choices the choice is mine whereas if I go and there's it's an empty table and all there is is bread yeah then I must feed myself, and that's what I'm going to feed and then myself. what if you're gluten-free? Yeah, what if you're gluten-free? I mean... <laughs> yes. It's just So that's it. Inclusivity, right? Yeah, it is. I mean, it really oh, is. Sure. Like, and, and yeah, what if that particular food is toxic to you? Yeah. Or it doesn't... It's not what you need. Right. And I mean, I guess we're kind of going a long ways with the food metaphor, but it go, know, definitely but it, linking back to knowledge. If you don't, you don't know what you don't know. Right. And so if, if you, you, you're in a school that is not well funded and we're just really talking about school, but also like in a department, let's say, or a company or yeah. some, um, a research institution that's not mm-hmm. got the access or mm-hmm. funding or, um, and so on that, that's going to have a huge constraint. Yeah. And that links very closely with, like, culture, right? If you're not inclusive of each other, uh, in terms of cultures, there are going to be things that I know from my culture that perhaps you're not going to have access to and you have no knowledge of, yeah. right? And if I'm not inclusive of you, how are you going to gain that knowledge yeah. and know what it, what actions or things that are said can be, you know, perceived as being rude yeah. or things like that? And I, I, it any, just Any it examples means, come to mind? I just think, like especially here for me it's been like hair oh so there's loads of questions about the hair about my hair and then i start thinking things like how do they not know but then they haven't had access to somebody that perhaps looks like me or yeah or wears their hair the way that i wear my hair 
so then they don't have that knowledge and i can't blame students or blame people mm-hmm. for not having knowledge about how things work i can just be the buffet yeah and be happy to answer the <laughs> question, right <laughs> i'm happy to answer the questions yeah because now it's you've knowledge of how something looks and you have somebody who has more knowledge yeah. about how it works so us as teachers just individually if you can't say be open to it mm. i'm now causing the famine mm-hmm, because mm-hmm. i'm like oh i don't want you to ask oh, my question interesting. yeah so if you as people mm. as the knower and the person seeking knowledge yeah if you are the knower who are you to just cut off yeah. What you know just because you're so like it could it. also be like a constraint could be like willingness or personal like interpersonal relationships. For sure, yeah. Um because there's certainly like you're a teacher. Yeah. So you have the willingness right to explain and, and give people a chance to understand. Yeah. And you have that patience as part of teaching. For sure, it's part of the practice and I think mm. there will be many teachers who just in their personality have that yeah that either drive to ask questions yep. or the willingness to be asked questions mm, yeah. and to find out or to give the knowledge that they have. Mm. Um, and if there wasn't many people like that, because I'm not saying that all those people are teachers, but teachers yeah. are awesome guys. Um, <laughs> it's true, it's true. But like, if you don't have people who are willing to share those things, that locks off. Closes those, yeah. Access I see that it. sometimes on social media where people are like, I'm not, it's not my job to oh, enlighten sure. you. And it's like, uh, well, like, whose job is it then? How yeah. are we supposed to, how are we supposed to open these yeah. doors? Like, how are we supposed to help people understand? Mm-hmm. You know, and I, I mean, I think about that, especially within like the gender realm of like gender mm-hmm. identity, and there are some people who consider themselves like educators. For example, mm-hmm. on Instagram or something like this, where you can read, um, and they purposely put out content that educates, yeah. um, like what gender roles can and should or should not or you know maybe question and and talk about themselves as personal and you know open open up so that it's there as a platform for education Mm -hmm. but there's also people who are like sort of want to shut that down like don't ask me that question yeah do your own research you should not be asking yeah and then also people who are like why are you putting that knowledge out there yeah i don't want my child or so and so this to know that this exists and you're like well if they knew this then there's such like there's an area they don't have to touch yeah all of these obstacles they can just bypass because they knew this one bit so kind of like as a bigger picture that that we always want to talk about like the power of knowledge. I mean, it's mm. definitely like gives you the more you have are able to understand, the more you're in a position to make like informed decisions about your life and others and and what, you know, what happens around you. So there is that power. Yeah. Um and, you know, there's other other things that link to power as well, right? Yeah. Like certainly the funding, money coming yeah. down to All a lot that's definitely a constraint right yeah. like it's really tough to make scientific progress without mm-hmm. funding mm-hmm. artistic art you know within the arts same thing you know you always hear this like cliche about starving artists because they're trying to pursue their mm-hmm. their art form and there's just it's at odds with the the monetary system that we have so mm-hmm. certainly um certainly that's also a constraint yeah. and that that kind of guides us yeah, it kind of links back to what I was saying before about the school in the UK, right? So yeah. it was all down to to the power of money. 
Yeah. The power of money meant that things were limited. Mm -hmm. So in the UK, I taught literacy before I even taught design or product design. And those students didn't just have the constraint of not being a school that was funded, well-funded, yeah. but then also had the constraint of their, their ability to understand and access information was a lot stronger or not stronger was weaker yeah. and needed to be strengthened by having additional lessons about yeah. what we were learning. Yeah. So all of those things kind of come into play, but at the root of it really is the funding, right? Because yeah. if we had funding... From the time power, they were babies. Yeah. If they, they had, had all of that. But there's so many things like developmentally that impact the way we learn and we grow. So oh, for sure. Not just money. I mean, no. um, but money is such a big impact on like families yeah. and relationships that... You know, if you have like a single parent household, for example, and you mm. don't, that that in itself is like some kind of personal um, experience that is constraining mm -hmm. or, or enabling one or the other. Yeah, your ability to pursue knowledge as and an that's individual. That's like different knowledge as well, right? Mm -hmm. And that's when we get airy fairy and we're like, well, what is knowledge? <laughs> <laughs> well, like, go go back for a second because we were also talking about social media, right? And you mentioned that was something, mm -hmm. um, and you mentioned kind of a little bit like algorithms like google's gonna do oh, whatever yeah google will place what i guess what google says let's be conspiracy theorists mm. what google says is that the things that are at the top are the things that get the most click and are yeah. most interested right You're like okay fine um social media has allowed for those things to change right mm. so social media has allowed access to people mm. that perhaps an ordinary person wouldn't get so thanks to instagram i have access to like stars that i didn't think i'd know or i have access to even knowledge about design so a lot of the things that i learn about design is on instagram yeah right because I'm like, oh, I didn't know that we could pair things like resin with raw materials such as wood and make all of these awesome things. Yeah. That knowledge would have been shut to me if it wasn't for Instagram. Because yeah. I didn't know that I needed to know that or I wanted to know Yeah, that. you wouldn't even know where to ask. Right. Who would I even ask yeah. about that? Much of the knowledge I had from design started because my dad was an antique restorer. Yeah. So I saw a lot of antique and older things being made and how to use those tools but all of the things like laser cut 3d printers that was cut off to me until like maybe eh, it wasn't around when i was at school but when i started teaching yeah and then i got more information from social media because all it did was take a couple strokes of fingers on the on a screen and say okay 3d printing and then all of this knowledge is just shown to you yeah and i guess it would be the same with students and their fascinations with celebrities mm -hmm. and things like that they have access and knowledge about celebrities that when we were younger no, would you we ever know. dream of having this no <laughs> yeah i wouldn't want to like i wouldn't think i'd know the inside of people's houses that i even see in a film yeah so okay. that's not yeah. it's weird yeah when it happens yeah but you, you mentioned too like google google says they do it based off of and this is certainly a constraint right the algorithm as it as the different algorithms mm -hmm. depending on the social media source or search engine source how it prioritizes mm -hmm. um and so if it's if it's prioritizing things that are clicked the most and people want things to be clicked more they then make things that are more clickable so you have right. clickbait right and um that then maybe becomes again a constraint because it potentially puts forth a um shared content which doesn't necessarily promote any kind mm -hmm. of 
Uh, well, I don't know. It promotes a, a financial gain, not necessarily like a development of knowledge, right. for example. Yeah. And then it means that there's a bias, right? Yeah. So if it was said somewhere where a particular group of people with particular beliefs yeah. um, wanted to Google it, people just in general, yeah. it's just primitive for us to look for information we want to find. Yeah. So if a group of people were looking at a specific time for this one thing, mm-hmm. and then that narrative now becomes number one. Yeah, yeah. And if, unfortunately, and I'm guilty of this, people want convenience. Yeah. We're not always going to look for, for like the f- one. Yeah, and you're not going to go to like the fifth page right. on Google to see to like what's not, not there. I'm not looking for other perspectives. Yeah. I found the information I was looking for and I'm happy and, for and that I'm to done. Move on. Yeah. And now Google has gone that step further where they have like the little add-on questions, right? Yeah, I love those. So it, it's cool, but then it's like, well, who's deciding yeah, that you that do. was the answer? And you do have to look at where those are coming yeah, from sometimes. For sure. And that's a, I guess you could say that as a constraint, right? Because if you're just, again, if you're happy with the answer that's given, yeah. most people just stop listening, yeah. like looking. They're not going to look again yeah. and say, oh, that's just a perspective. I Maybe mm. I should look somewhere else. Yeah. It's going to be like, oh, that was the answer I wanted. Okay, cool. Let's move on. Yeah. And that's the end of it. Yeah. And that's not great. Yeah, I think, I, I mean, it raises a lot of other oh, yeah. issues for sure in terms of like perspectives and biases mm. and you know how we, we find what we want to that yeah. sort of confirmation bias that we already find what we're constraint. Constraint. that's inner constraints then. yeah it's not inflicted by access yeah or tools that's putting constraints on what we were either brought up with and that was unavoidable because our parents are our parents yeah or whoever brought us up i like how you just separated that you said it's not like an outer constraint it's kind of an inner constraint yeah. that could be like a really nice way of unpacking this question too like exploring just what are the, mm. the things within and the things without right that, that, what are internal yeah. constraints um mm. i mean i think uh, like certainly all of these kinds of constraints are going to be affecting mm-hmm. certainly like who you are as a learner your willingness to engage as as someone who's pursuing knowledge the knower themselves has to be willing there has to be a passion or a drive or motivation of some, mm-hmm. some sort. Mm-hmm. But also their personal circumstances are going to shape mm-hmm. that their pursuit. Yeah. So sure. that's a constraint in itself. Yeah. A constraint or perhaps, um, like, what's the opposite of a constraint? What's a good word? Opportunity. Yeah. It would also be some kind of, or, or motivation or compelling, mm. compelling enablement or, mm-hmm. I don't know, I'm just making up words. Yeah. They work. They work. They work. It's somehow the opposite of a constraint, like yeah. a launch board for their, you know, yeah. for their knowledge pursuit. Whereas then these outer constraints, that's kind of like makes me think of like um, what you can and you can't control. You can't really control your inner. No, because they become embedded as part of your personality, yeah. right? Like if you've. Sorry, well, I suppose I just said that, but actually, we're talking about biases, and in order to control that, you do have to become aware of them, right? I mean, yeah. So maybe yeah, you can, you have to, to an extent. You have to, yeah. So I guess you can challenge your own biases, but then that wouldn't that link to your social elements, yeah. right? Because there will be people in your life that you look up to and they might have a different sort of opinion. You're like, oh, I need to challenge that within myself. Yeah. So, ooh, So there's like another separation too. So we yeah. have like the inner and the outer as one yeah. possible way of looking at this. It's a Venn Another diagram. would be, yeah, another would be um, things that are within the control of the pursuer of knowledge mm. and things that were outside mm-hmm. of their control 
So things like I, you know, access to technology might be outside of their control, depending mm. on where they're living, mm. mm-hmm. their community. Yeah, and then other, yeah, and then biases based on like where you're living, how you were brought up, mm. how deeply embedded that is mm. in your own psyche. Mm. So there's a psychological factor in terms of your own constraint of knowledge. Yeah, because if you if you think about people who are in extreme groups yeah they will have their own biases which means that the knowledge that they seek Mm. and the knowledge that they obtain is going to have a particular tone yeah um whereas if you're somebody that might be outside of a group or even not even an extreme group it could literally just be outside of any community yeah um you're happy to go looking right yeah. so like most of us who immigrate to different countries we're happy to go and look and have our views challenged yeah. because we want to find knowledge wherever it may be yeah whereas you could say somebody who's like this is it <laughs> i'm yeah. happy here yeah yeah is not necessarily wanting to experience mm. more than what they can experience in their own land mm. so then is that a constraint because mentally they mm. they are just like this is yeah my box is like how high. far are you willing yeah to stretch your stretch your own perspective yeah. so then would that be considered a constraint because yeah you i think absolutely yeah so and i think i think that, that that works like when you talk about like in individuals yeah but also when you talk about like knowledge communities like within like groups like particular conventions within the different areas of knowledge mm-hmm. so like the the willingness to look outside of what is known and agreed upon mm-hmm. and to challenge existing perspectives mm-hmm. that in itself it's the same thing yeah um in a way like the knowledge community whether it's like an academic knowledge community or like a cultural knowledge community it's true so like if it was like a science team Uh that came up against had a similar question to someone who was holistic yeah right so they already have their biases of how this problem or question could be solved or explored yeah so that means that the knowledge that perhaps they gain may have similarities but also will have different tones and different endings or mm. different ways to solve a problem yeah hmm. so the idea of like perspectives or frameworks yeah, existing perspective. perspective cool well i think that's a good place to stop yeah. i am definitely hungry now yeah i'm thinking about that buffet with everything what, you're not what would be your no <laughs> <laughs> i love gluing i wish i didn't i don't i don't know does it does it really hurt it doesn't hurt me i'm lucky it doesn't hurt me either. yeah i know it does some people yeah so. i think i, I feel really lucky I'm also not dairy intolerant. I'm thankful oh, for that too. I am, but I still love dairy. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> so with that in mind, let's conclude. What would be your favorite? What would you go for on the buffet? What should we go for? The the, the Greek gods are waiting it's a Greek waiting one. upstairs. What? What what do you want it to be? It's a buffet. For me, if There's it was everything. a buffet, it would just be cake and desserts. <laughs> <laughs> That's all I want ever. In a life. specific kind? Oh. I don't know. Oh my god. I really like pie too. Oh, like what? Yeah, like I love pumpkin pie, but that's not really like that decadent. Mm, it's not, but it's still mm. good. Mm. I like cherry pie with like. See, now I'm thinking of scones. <gasps> cherry pie. Cherry pie is the best. Oh, cherry pie is really good. <sighs> Did you just say scones? That also yeah, sounds really I'm good. Yeah, scones and, and clotted cream, strawberry jam. Mm. That would be amazing. Oh yes, strawberry shortcake. Yeah. Noodles also. You'd have to have noodles. I like noodles. As your savory. Yeah, just... I, I used to think I was, like, only into bread. Like, okay. If you had to choose between, like, rice, bread, or noodles, I used to think I would just go, always bread. Bread. 
See, it means rice. More recently, no, see? And some people, it's obvious, like, oh, no, definitely rice or definitely (laughs) noodles. And then for a long time, I was a a bread person. No, definitely bread. Anything between, like, give me a sandwich, 100%. -hmm. Or pizza, sandwich. But lately, I've been really into, like, Japanese noodles with, like, that, like, soft egg in it. Oh, Oh, so good. I want that. I'm gonna go get some of that. All right, with that conclusion, <laughs> thank you so much. Maybe, no maybe we can end there. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks so much for your time. I appreciate it. No worries.